Welcome back to All Things Zava, a casual conversation between two friends on two different sides of the world. I'm Jeremy, an American-born Asian. I'm Kim, an Aussie-born Asian. And today, we're going to change things up a little bit. Um, we're sort of reformatting this podcast in a sense where we actually want to stick more with the roots of, of what the motto is and effectively have this as more of a free-form, flowing sort of podcast and much more natural and without sort of planning and, and, and structure, so to speak. Yeah, we just found that like we've pre-recorded or we recorded some episodes and I think after the whole recording, we just realized it was a bit too structured and it wasn't really what we wanted. It kind of restricted the conversation flow and just the content itself where we're like, oh no, we're getting off track again. Um, so we always try to go back. But I guess what, what we originally wanted was just like, yeah, a casual conversation between two people and just let it flow where it flows. Eventually, like we want to have just like an umbrella subject and then have the conversation flow from there. And it can branch out whichever way instead of having a set itinerary with set lists of things that we want to get through. There, there's no really way to get off track if you don't have a track to begin with, right? Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> I mean, it, it works. That's how like, I guess that's how like our conversation goes for like three hours, right? It just keeps mm-hmm. going. There's like mm-hmm. no track for it. And we could just split that in multiple episodes. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so not on that note, Kim, what's new? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um reasons why we haven't really released a couple of episodes yet is because like i guess um life just got a bit busy so as i posted i left my previous part-time role at my store Congrats, and i moved on to a new job thank you um i have a very fancy title oh what's the title um so it's a internal accountant and accounts administration wow <laughs> fancy Wow. But yeah, so that's my new job. Um, It's at a very, like, I wouldn't say a very small company, but it's a small company and industry that people don't really, it's not a popular field. It's for a carpet warehouse. And essentially, I look after all the books and paperwork and emails and stuff for um, this carpet warehouse where they distribute and also install and now they've also started getting commercial projects as well so hopefully once things settle down and I get more used to things I might be able to travel on projects and um so I'm excited for that but I don't get to travel anywhere fun it's just the Canberra (laughs) (laughs) so for all the Aussies out there (laughs) they're gonna be like ah But hey, it's only a three-hour car trip from Canberra to Sydney. So to all my Sydney friends, you'll be seeing a lot of more of me. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything really fun to do in in Canberra? Uh, I don't want to offend anyone in Canberra, but no. Like no, no museums, no, no hikes, uh, no good food there's, places. There's plenty of hikes. Um, like I really like. It's a really small city, but yeah, there's plenty of like nature stuff to do. But their lifestyle is just a lot more quiet. Like I would say Brisbane's um environment is already quiet, but Canberra just takes a notch down even more. And everything is just a bit more overpriced there, just because of like the live of cost, like cost of living. Sorry, is more expensive there in general. Um. So yeah, there's there's mm. not too much to do, but there's not nothing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and now that you'll be traveling over there, what's the what's the corona situation like over in Australia anyway? Oh uh, yeah, I I had another friend in America ask and like was like, oh be careful, Rona, and I'm like, to us it's it's not a very big topic anymore. Um, mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like it doesn't exist. Um, only yeah, mainly must, to Melbourne. Must be uh, nice. Which, yeah, it's actually really nice. There's barely any restrictions, even like um. Like it's mainly just social distancing. Even the masks where they recommended it now it's like it's still recommended, but they don't even push for that as much. Oh um, really? Yeah. So it's mainly just like trying to keep that social distance, which I know a lot of people are guilty of not. Like I sometimes forget about that and I'm just like whenever I go somewhere crowded, I do try to be more mindful. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like, you know, there's still like the whole cleaning routine that people do at workplaces and stuff. Um, but even that has has eased down a bit with like you know frequency is still the same it's just like less people getting involved so they only dedicate the one person or something like that to do all the cleaning mm-hmm. yeah it's been good wow that must be nice because over where i'm at um it's getting pretty bad oh yeah i think uh, i think yesterday was one hundred and sixty thousand new cases whoa mm-hmm. oh well we had like i think uh six new cases in queensland but um so a total of 10 active cases seven of them are in hospital and the other ones were all detected during hotel quarantine from overseas so no local transmissions or anything like that it's just people coming back from holidays or whatever Mm -hmm. um and they're all mandatory quarantine for two weeks in hotels if they come back so it's all been detected during that hotel quarantine times, which has been really good, which stops them from spreading it to anyone. <sighs> Things seem so structured <laughs> over there and, yeah. and safe and, and uh, so orderly. Yeah. Things over here, it's kind of like, my, my freedom. I don't want to <laughs> wear a mask. My freedom. I can't breathe. freedom is at stake, you know? Yeah, wearing a mask makes a difference. Yeah, and sometimes, so, so this is actually my last day in Hawaii before I fly out tomorrow afternoon. And part of me is thinking, hmm, maybe it's safer in Hawaii than back at back <laughs> in the mainland, to be honest. Uh, how is it in Hawaii? Um, so in when I first came here, it was like mm-hmm. double digits, um, positive test cases, roughly around two point something percent, low two per um two percent in terms of positivity rates. Um and now it's sort of we crossed the three digit threshold. So there's oh, over a hundred across all islands, and oh, um, no. the percentage went up to I believe three something to four. Um, so it's getting worse, and that's partly because, or actually mainly because, the islands started opening up. Um, I was gonna say travel is opening up again, aren't they? Travel opened up. Well, you still have to prove that you tested negative within seventy-two hours. But another part of it is a lot of restaurants opened up for in in the dine-in. Oh. And so I think uh, I think that's probably part of it too. I think another part I think is is uh, people actually flying over, not getting tested whatsoever, having to quarantine for X amount of days. I think it was two weeks, and breaking it. I'm pretty sure there's some people like that out there. There's definitely people like that out there. I mean, if there are people who like find loopholes to cross borders, yeah. there are definitely people who break quarantine. So, yeah, that just got me so mad, especially when I found out, like, when we had, like, the border control, like, strict border controls, and people were, like, mainly Melbourne, like, Victoria and um, 
like were not meant to come into Queensland. And so I heard my friend told me, or my cousin told me that one of her friends flew from Melbourne to Sydney and then went from Sydney to Brisbane and claimed she was never in Melbourne. What? And so she didn't have to do the two-week quarantine, but like she obviously still did it. So she was somewhat responsible, I guess. But like if she can do that, there's so many irresponsible people out there who would do the same thing. And that's essentially how... Yeah, that that's how the virus actually came back into Queensland was because like two or three girls went to Melbourne for some kind of party and then came back without quarantining and went like decided to travel the whole of South Brisbane pretty much in like those weeks and went to work and everything. And that's how all those cases started up and we're back on the low now, which is good. And like Melbourne's doing really well as well. Um I think they've had zero cases and zero deaths within 14 days now. So we're looking, looking good. <sighs> Meanwhile, our president got it. And on that note, luckily, you know, we voted we voted him out. So hopefully that yeah. stays. <laughs> the orange um, has been ejected. <laughs> yes. Kind of sus. Hella sus. <laughs> how's uh how's your view of our our situation been like from like an outside perspective? I really do you don't think, think all, I'm the best do you think person all Americans help? are like dumb now or something. Um <laughs> Can I have no comments on that? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I'm well, to be honest, like, I'm, like, not fully informed with politics. And I, like, it's something I've been trying to get more involved with. Like, I talked to our friend um, Vivian. She's very involved with that. And she educated me a bit on it as well over the time. But I haven't been too involved. I just, I've heard things from my mom. And I just know a lot of Viet people, like, support trump mm-hmm. and i think it was main like a main factor was like um it had to do with china and stuff like that anyway imports exports and whatnot um but i asked mom what she thought and she had a different opinion to the rest of the Viet people because i guess she was a bit more informed mm-hmm. and educated um but like i said i don't really have that much of an opinion because i don't really know too much mm-hmm. but it was a stressful period because everyone was talking about it and I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think the conversation too, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, hi, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, um, like I, I just know that apparently voting, like, I know voting Trump out is a step to a better solution, I guess. But he is not the end goal if Who we had to talk about it. Like, not the yeah. End goal? Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. He's... He's, I wouldn't even necessarily consider him evil, but mm. I guess he would be the lesser of two evils. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you guys didn't have very good options to begin with, and yeah. he was just the better option out of the two. And, like, it's always better to go with the better option and then get another option later on rather than, mm. yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. that's how I felt about it, I guess. I was just like, to Biden is to another step in the different in the hopefully right direction yes yes the step we took before was kind of uh questionable i don't even know if it was a step <laughs> it felt like we fell down a couple flights of stairs yeah uh, i mean how did trump even come into uh let's not even go there all right next topic <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, we're trying to stay away from politics. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's true. Um, oh, yeah. so tell me, tell me about your new job. Like, 
how different is it from 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 JB? Um, quite different. Uh, I do miss my old job because I miss, oh. I guess, the social interaction mainly, with especially with like people around. Not really people around my age, but I had like both interactions. Mm-hmm. Whereas at my new workplace right now, I'm situated in office upstairs, um, and I have the person who's training me. I guess I call her my reporting leader, but she's not really my manager or anything like that. But I report to her. Um, anyways, it's really complicated with the whole backstory with these. Two different companies and whatnot. They're not sister companies, but they work with each other now. But long story. But yeah, and sh- eventually I am going to be by myself in my own office, which oh. started on Friday as well. So she left me alone Ooh. for the whole day. And I pretty much have no interaction unless I go downstairs and talk to the boys. And when I say the boys, they're like sales blokes. So like oh. a lot, like 40 plus, most of them. Mm-hmm. And like, they're, they're really nice guys. It's just, there's nothing really in common to talk about yet. But it also takes me a while to warm up to people mm-hmm. and to break that barrier. So hopefully, um, we're, we're renovating the whole warehouse. Mm-hmm. So I guess I came in at a good time. But eventually, our whole warehouse is going to be renovated. We're going to have upstairs, downstairs, new kitchen, new um, display showroom and everything. And then eventually, I'm going to move downstairs. So then I get that interaction with the boys more without mm. being so awkward downstairs and be like, what's up? How's it going, boys? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's a very fancy title, but essentially I'm just like a personal assistant to like five guys downstairs. I help like chase up payments and stuff like that um, mm. and make sure jobs get done and, you know, we're play- paying our suppliers and whatnot. But yeah, it's, it feels good to be able to use your knowledge that you learned from university oh, and yeah. apply it. And I, I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't waste five years for nothing. Do, do you feel like you forgot a lot of the stuff you learned in college though? Um, I definitely felt like I didn't need it until now. <laughs> I would remember yeah. like, when we were just doing like journal entries, like accounting journal entries, I'm like, wow, I haven't done this in a while. But like, as <laughs> soon as I got, saw it, got it, picked it back up, I'm like, wow, <laughs> it feels good. My education was worth it. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's really good. I like it's really good as a first graduate role as well, I guess, because it's a smaller thing and you get to ha- like hands on with everything like mm-hmm. all aspects in the company, like you just know the full lot. So that was me at JB because I've been at with JB for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in pretty much all departments and then I end up with the admin role, which to be a, 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 like a good administrator for a store, you need to know like the process in every department mm-hmm. really well because then you know where things could go wrong and like investigations make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I really like the administration role there. Um, and now in this role, I get to learn all parts of it. So from beginning to end, I get to see it through, like, the whole thing. So, yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty good. And so, yeah, compared to a big company, I feel like I will learn a lot more here. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I feel like wearing, wearing many hats has is sort of like a double-edged sword, right? You can either yeah. learn, I mean, you will learn all aspects of the job. And all aspects, so which that could really prepare you to be like a manager. Um, but at the same time, if you wear too many hats, some people see that as I'm getting spread too thin. 
Um, yeah. There's no direction, and you know, some some people need that direction. You know? Fair enough. I can see that. And some people actually don't like wearing too many hats, and they end up like quitting. You know. Yeah, which apparently has happened in this role before, where they couldn't handle the work mm-hmm. or the workload, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they were also described as um, snowflakes. So I don't know. I, I've been finding it okay, but I can see how people won't be, like some people won't be able to handle it because it is a lot um, right. to do, but it's quite repetitive stuff, I guess. Uh-huh. I think my biggest concern is like actually calling up people and getting them to pay. Oh, oh! so when you chase invoices, you're literally chasing invoices. like Yeah, because like we have invoices from like August that aren't paid and they're meant to be paid on completion. Okay. So, yeah, and, like, um, people who buy just supplies from us, uh-huh. yeah, they haven't paid either or, like, it's been two weeks. And, like, I send them reminder emails and they don't reply back or tell me an ETA. So then last resort is, like, got a call and you're, like, hey, just wanted to check up if you got the, like, email in regards to the invoice, you still have an outstanding balance. Yeah, I made, like, seven calls on Friday and left five messages. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what happened when you actually went through to somebody? Oh, I just asked, like, um, oh, I just wanted to make you aware, like, we still have an outstanding invoice or like an outstanding balance, um, with, with our company, and just wondering when you'll be able to make the payment. And like, one of them already said, oh, we made the payment last night. It might just take a couple of days for it to come through. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. If you can just send through a remittance, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, um, I just need to wait for the payment to clear on Monday. And if it doesn't, then I'll just call them again. I guess. Um, then the other person that I went through with, uh, they said they didn't have enough cash flow and I only had like one third of the invoice cash flow. And I was like, that's fine. If you can just pay whatever you have first, and then we can sort out the balance at the end of the month. So at least we get some of it and not waiting for the whole invoice. So, yeah. Jeez. Some, yeah, I mean, technically these are tough times during Corona, mm-hmm. but at yeah. the same time, you've got to pay invoices. Like, yeah like i don't know how like their cash management is but clearly not doing too well <laughs> yeah yeah so what happens okay so let, let's let's run through a a situation real quick all right so mm-hmm. so you're calling me right let's see how you react to this situation <laughs> i don't react very well under pressure jeremy <laughs> there's, no, there's no pressure this is a okay. casual casual Casu- hypothetical phone call that's about to happen <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm waiting for a phone call. Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello. Hi, this is Kim from. Um, is this Jeremy? Yes, it is. How can I help you? I just noticed that you have an outstanding balance in our company. <laughs> <laughs> My shocked face. The our podcast listeners cannot see you. <laughs> So, what would you do in that situation? <laughs> I try to call back, and if they don't answer, then I have to lodge a file. Oh, what does that mean? Is it like, oh, this guy did not answer or like didn't pick up? Well, depending on how long the invoice has been and how many times I've attempted, and they're mm-hmm. definitely trying to avoid it, mm-hmm. then we would actually need to take legal action. 
Oh, and that's when you take them to collections and whatnot, right? Yeah. So I need to lodge it with like QCAT, I think they're called, which is like the Queensland, I don't know, some kind of like, I'm still obviously new to all this, but there is like actual legal steps we have to take in order to try to try to get back what we can. Hmm. Depending if it's like, I guess, worth it or not. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like a $100 invoice, we probably wouldn't. And we'll just write it off. But um, we've had like a $15,000 invoice or like job that wasn't paid and that one was lodged so apparently like all i know is there's three cases at the moment that lodged that's being taken care of and they're quite high in value so yeah and it's okay for you to be talking about this kind of stuff it's not not like you're revealing anything no well i don't think so like i know i'm not meant to be talking about prices and stuff like that but like these are all general jobs that obviously no one can really track down Unless yes. I tell them my company name and like the job specific number. Yes, yeah. definitely don't do that. Yeah, no, I know. I know my limits. <laughs> okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. I don't want to have to cut this casual conversation up. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we'll be good. That's why I didn't say where I'm from. <laughs> that's good. Okay, okay. For sure, for sure, for sure. Cool, cool. Yes. So, yeah, that's, that's that. Anything new on your end before I go into something else on my end? <laughs> So for our listeners, I've been sort of in Hawaii for the past month, uh, 28 days to be exact. Um, I actually fly home tomorrow. And that this experience has been very interesting. And effectively, I've never been like in this position in life before where I've pretty much moved somewhere for a month, worked for a good majority of it, and stayed where I was. You know, like after I get off work, I go to the beach. I hang out, food, just relax. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like, Sounds like super life. fucking nice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I took a week off, had a relaxing week. But actually, before the week even started on Halloween, me and my friends had a great day that morning. We went to like an ATV tour. We were like drifting in the mud. We dressed up as T-Rexes at like <laughs> uh, at a ranch where they actually shot Jurassic Park. Oh, Mm-hmm. and it was just like super dope super scenic super nice and then we had a great lunch uh we drank a little bit played some board games and then went to the beach to end the night off and like it was just super relaxing and then all of a sudden right this this we we're hanging out near the beach and and this guy um he was with his girlfriend and they were sort of close to our group and the group was consisting of two guys and three girls right they were just talking relaxing sitting whatever right and and one of the the guys from a different group um just came up to us right and and, and approached my friend and he's like hey you want to go we're like what go where where?" and then before we could we even realized what he was really asking he he like sidekicked my friend in the leg right and we're all and then all of us like "Whoa, whoa, 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 what's going on here right and then he, he he kept kicking he kept throwing punches and hell? we're like oh shit like this is what's going on right so at this point i'm sitting down i'm looking at him kick my friend and i'm like holy shit this is real guy so my friend like starts to try to defuse the situation by running away homeboy sees me and then he's coming at me with fists and legs and i'm just like oh shit <laughs> like i'm in this situation now oh. and i don't know what happened it was like super blurry for me but he managed to like kick me in the back of the head, right? My glasses oh. fly off. 
And you know, like when you when you hear boxers talk about you know boxing and whatnot, you see yeah. you, you hear the expression seeing stars, right? Yeah. I know exactly how that feels now. Oh yeah. I remember I remember like getting kicked. I remember getting stunned, like looking at the ground, looking at like lights in, in the distance, and it was like this weird like fuzziness, and my head felt fuzzy, and I'm like, oh my god, I can barely think. Like oh, what like, no. I need to I need to get away. And so yeah. like, I just I got up. I was blind because I didn't have my glasses. Uh-huh. And I and I just like I was just I need I was like fight flight. I was like all flight. I needed to get away. And I was yeah. just, like running away. Homeboy was coming at me. He was like throwing fists at the same time. Like felt like he was just like this weird fucking rag doll just throwing shit at me. And I'm pretty sure he got me like in the chest. Like, oh my goodness. Like, side of the neck. And then eventually my other buddy that first got hit came back and like held him on the ground. Meanwhile, I was just sitting on the sand and I was going, that fucking happened. I feel like shit. I don't want to die. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. Police, police was called. Um, and him, he, he eventually like got away with his group. And he had like a group of like 15 people. Because they oh, were just wow. like, chilling and drinking. Right? Obviously, it was just him that was violent for no reason. Because yeah. he was drunk. And yeah, they just like found out we were calling police. And they all just like dipped. Yeah. Alcohol is definitely not a not an excuse to get aggressive though yeah no definitely I, I i definitely feel that alcohol just reveals the type of person you really are yeah yeah that night was just a freaking roller coaster gosh wow. how are you feeling now did you get a concussion that was, sounds like a concussion so luckily um you know i, I did a quick uh, webmd google search and yeah. i found out luckily uh you're not unlike, gonna die unlike webmd i'm actually not gonna die okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't have cancer. Knock on wood. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah, I, no, I was just talking to police, and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, you probably don't have a concussion because you're talking normally to us. Mm. I, I was walking normally, I was talking normally, and my memory was fine. But they're like, oh, hey, you might want to, you know, have your friends keep you in check. And I'm like, that's true, because if I all of a sudden start slurring or I forget something like two minutes ago, then that might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, luckily, luckily I feel good. Um, I'm a little bit worried about my flight um, with the pressure changes and the altitude changes. Mm. But, uh, you know, knock, knock on wood, I'm, I'll be okay when I land tomorrow. Yeah. Um, definitely but. let the flight attendants know as well, mm-hmm. just in case, like, anything does happen. Oh. At least they're aware. Maybe I can get a seat upgrade. <laughs> Maybe. Because they don't want anything, you know, yeah. held against them. That's true. Um, okay, by the way, I was kicked in the head. Can I get first class? <laughs> What's up? But yeah, like apparently like any kind of alteration to your vision, especially mm. after like a hit is like a mild concussion. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah. How do I know this? <laughs> oh. oh, do tell, do tell, do tell. I kind of experienced some, not, not definitely not as violent as yours, but I definitely had a blow to the head. Um, last weekend during my social competition of touch rugby so we were all taking it chilled and it was like a quite a chilled game we were already up right and um I guess I was just getting annoyed because one of the girls on the other team does really hard touches and like pushes you and I just I dislike it when people play dirty or like make it more difficult because it's a social comp right so I'm like, I really wanted to win. <laughs> I'm just like, like, that's my way of like giving it back to them. I'll be like, 
in your face. I won anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it was like last kick or last touch or whatever it was. And I was like trying to stop them. So essentially what Touch Rugby League is, is you get five touches and six touch being the last touch before you change over, give the ball to the opposition and they get to attack. You essentially want to score within that set. And so it was the last touch for them and we were defending on the line where they can score. Mm-hmm. And usually in touch rugby league, you can kick and you can score off a kick. And I was going up to pressure that last touch and we were like pretty much within arms, arms distance. <laughs> and she goes, anyways, keep in mind that she's quite new as well. Okay. Damn, she has a lot of leg power. So she went and booted the ball okay. right into my face. Oh, so you got a ball to your face. Pretty much where my eye area was as well. Oh. Yeah, like literally like eye and cheek, like straight there at full force within one arm's length. And I was straight to the ground. Holy. Yeah, I pretty much like I didn't, I don't know if it was stars, but it was kind of like, you know, like a static TV. Like when, you know. Oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. That was pretty much what it was for like a good 10 seconds. And I was on the ground, eyes closed for like 30 seconds. and. I was just like trying to breathe and recollect myself and mm-hmm. yeah um that was that and being the stubborn me they scored after that not too long and I was like get me back on that field <laughs> I want to <laughs> score on them <laughs> anyways they were really lovely girls they obviously apologized and checked on how I was and everything because it was still a social comp but yeah my team members obviously got mad and was like pretty much like traumatized and they're like whenever the other team kicked everyone was just like trying to protect their face and i was just like Aww. yeah we don't need two of me guys we don't need two of me on the fields <laughs> i thought i thought they went the opposite and they got super aggro because you got hurt well they did like to like obviously my two girls who are in my competitive teams mm-hmm. they got really mad because they're like it's just you know it's only meant to be a social comp we're only two weeks away from our competitive comp mm-hmm. shouldn't be trying to injure people because those girls also played in our competitive comps as well. And like they're our team members. So we're all representing South Brisbane. So the last thing you should be doing is trying to play aggressive on other team members that you know that have Wait, comps coming up. They're just, they're your team members? So in the social comp, we're competitors with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Australian championships coming up uh-huh. and we all, we're all representing South Brisbane but they play on a different team, but mm. we're all still considered like a family, I guess. That's why we, that's what we pride ourselves in is that like every team that represents South Brisbane, we are a South Brisbane family. Mm. Uh, yeah. They, those two girls, like they play on a different team to us, but we're all family. My two friends on my team, social comp and comp- competitive comp, they were just like, look after yourself. We don't need you to be injured before our comp. <laughs> And then, like, they're like, we have to score. I'm going to score on them. So, yeah, oh. that was that. But, yeah, I, I was stubborn, and I got back on field, and I started playing again. Like, vision was blurred and whatnot, and my friend told me to be careful. Did you get hit again? No, <laughs> thankfully. thankfully. But I've been still having, like, like, a lot of headaches and migraines throughout this week after that hit. So mm. my friends have been saying, like, you really need to get it checked out. And, like, I did my Google search and whatnot. And even if I did have a concussion, there's not much a doctor can do. Like, you're meant to just rest and take pain medication if it becomes too painful. So I haven't gone to a doctor. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Well, I think I think the, the the scary thing about concussions anyway is not necessarily the initial impact, but subsequent injuries, right? Yeah. Because those were can be pretty uh pretty dangerous. Yeah, which everyone's kind of said, and I'm like, that means I have to go for scans and stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to double check, yeah, because I think that's what I'm going to do the Monday after I fly in. Mm. Is is probably head to uh, urgent care and take a look. Just like, oh hey, I was kicked in the head one of these days, one of these days, one of <laughs> previously, previously, and, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to get it checked out. Hopefully, insurance covers it. Thank you, United States uh, healthcare system, for being so shitty and making me pay for it. But thank you. This is where I'm very grateful to live in a country like Australia, where oh. healthcare is pretty much free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of finding time to actually go get checked out. Mm. Remember, your health is the most important. That's very true. So I do plan on getting it checked out maybe Monday night or Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how I go during training and playing tomorrow and see how it goes. And yeah, definitely get it checked out though because it's it has been a week as of tomorrow. <laughs> And the headaches are coming and going. So my friend's like, there's change in pressures in your head. So you definitely need to get it checked out for sure. Just to be safe. But yeah, part of me is like, I'm okay with dying tomorrow. Are you though? Are you though? I have thought about it and I'm pretty happy with where I am. So I know like it'll be sad and I would hate it for my people around me. Mm -hmm. But like if I had to look at my life and be like, am I okay with dying tomorrow? Knowing where I am now. I think I'm okay. Like, I've achieved quite a lot. And Mm. I feel like there's nothing that I've left unturned Mm. for now. Well, that's really good. Um, But who the hell am I going to do podcasts with? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) You you can't die on me. Yeah, don't die on me now. What the hell? (laughs) But it's actually funny that you mentioned the headaches uh, a week after. Because like right now is pretty much a week after for me, and I think I get like maybe a headache a day. Yeah, it's, it's like sort of on the left side, like the like up the back left. Yeah, mine too. And it's like I feel like when I get the headache, like my 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 sinuses get kind of weird too, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And it kind of just goes away. Mine's kind of like the the back left, but then also like on top of my left eye. Uh huh. So it's kind of like pain. Like, literally shooting through. Is it, like, pulsing for you? It pulses at night. Uh-huh. But w- when it's in the day, it's kind of like a migraine, where it's kind of, like, just, like, someone's holding, like, this tension there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, tension mm-hmm. Well, yeah. in that case... Um, we should definitely get both get checked out. <laughs> we, sh- we should probably uh, get that checked out. Because, uh, yeah, I definitely don't want to die. <laughs> but, uh, I think uh, I I think I still have a couple of rocks I still need to turn over. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's the thing, right? Um, I feel like I ask myself that question quite often. Mm. Not like every day, but like after a couple of months or like mm-hmm. whenever something happens, I always ask myself, if I die tomorrow, would I be okay with that? Mm. And that's how it gets me into action for with a mm. lot of things. So, yeah. So, listeners, take some time. And ask yourself that question. If you died tomorrow, would you be okay with that? 
Because if there are things that are left that you still need to do, what's stopping you from doing it? Maybe it's time to take action. Because you really don't know when your life could end. It could very much end in your most unexpected times and you definitely die with regrets if you don't take action, right? Unless there are actual things that takes like, you know, a lot of effort and money and things to achieve. I'm not talking about those. I'm more talking about like personal relationships, personal goals and whatnot. A lot of the times for me, it's like, I should go say sorry to someone or like mm-hmm. try to mend something or go and actually hit the gym hard today. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Just not like, not so much like life philosophical things where I'm like, I should have kids and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. more like a, a gentle reminder to go chase your goals. That's a really good point. And that actually made me think about, so, so before we, we recorded this podcast, I was watching a live stream uh, on a channel on YouTube called Unis Honest, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a sort of a collaboration between, you know, a multitude, like maybe two or three, like famous YouTubers, you know, like, like streamer gamers and whatnot. And effectively what they set out to do is every day for one year, they would make a video. Right, it'd be about anything, anything they want, uh, whether it be um, trying something new or or going trying, you know, cryotherapy or whatnot. Right, but at the end of that year, which was um, an hour ago, an hour and eight minutes ago, right, was the one year mark. A year later, they would delete their whole channel and all social media. So everything Unis Honest is gone now. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they were doing a live stream um, the last hour. And, and one thing that I sort of, that reminded me of, of, of what you just said is, you know, the end of their stream had a coffin in it and it was sort of simulating a death, mm-hmm. right? And, and one thing that Mark, one of, one of the guys that's part of Unisana said is like, he's very proud of, of what he's accomplished and he's effectively left no stone unturned. And he hopes that you know the way he feels about the end of Luna's Honest is the same way he feels about, or he hopes he feels about when he's about to die, and you know feeling that accomplishment, feeling that you you've done everything you can um, and everything you've wanted to do in life is is something that we should all strive for. I yeah, believe. yeah. Right? So when we, when we do hit you know or the end of life, whether or not it's something we expect or something that happens unexpectedly, um, we'll know at any time in our lives that we're ready to go. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty much what I want to be like in my life. Mm-hmm. It's not chasing mindlessly a single goal or like so much like something that's of monetary values or anything like that. It's just knowing that you've tried your best and done what you can and mm-hmm. have wanted to do is a feeling of accomplishment in itself. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like something I shared recently as well, where someone asks another person if they would avoid that situation because they're so sad now. So I assume it was like the context would be like, like a breakup or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the response of that person was, no, but if I could go back and do it again, I would. Because obviously being so upset about it now means that they had gone through something so wonderful. And that kind of reminded me of when someone asks me 
are there any regrets in life that you have or hold? My answer has always been the same, which is no. Mm -hmm. Like I don't regret any part of my life. Like sure, there are things that I could have done differently, more efficiently, Mm -hmm. but being able to experience everything is kind of how it built me to be me today and knowing what I want and don't want through all those experiences. Mm -hmm. So I don't really regret anything. Obviously, I've made losses and decisions that weren't the best, but Mm -hmm. without having made those decisions and made those mistakes, I wouldn't have known today. And you wouldn't be the person that you are today if the things that happened in the past didn't happen exactly Mm -hmm. in that way, whichever way that was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's always been um, like my thing that I say and share with all everyone, like especially like going through like this dating life where people are like, you know, one of the questions that they would ask you is like, do you have any regrets in life? And I'll be like, no, like that's literally what I would always say because it's true. Your whole journey, your whole life is really how it built you to be who you are today. Mm-hmm. It's made you grow. And even if you don't know it, it's definitely affected you in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes you so special is that you've experienced everything that you have. So wow. I wouldn't go back and change things. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I think getting kicked in the head kind of sucked. But yeah, I think I, think, I, think <laughs> I feel the same. Because if I didn't get kicked in the head, I wouldn't feel really motivated to sort of pursue, you know, some sort of defensive martial art, you know, just to protect myself and the people that I love, right? And getting kicked in the face with the ball like has taught me to um, <laughs> open your eyes a little bit, make that touch faster, or you know, <laughs> yeah, smash that ball down. You know, look at different ways of playing, different tactics, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know, it's all yeah. it's all going to come together. And it's all like no matter what situation, there's always something to learn from it, right? It's just mm-hmm. on how you view that situation and and from what angle. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. It depends on your um, yeah, what you take away from it at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So some people are more privileged than others, but you know, like those people who aren't as privileged, that they turn out one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. They some people blame and use the background as an excuse, and some people use it as a reason, like as a way of like guiding them into what they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And use it more as a motivation, and like I always see that, and I was like, oh, so you always just like it's all about perspectives and how you put it into perspective and what you take away from it. 100%. Like we've always had our bad times. We've all gone through things and it's, yeah, just a matter of how you step back and take the lesson and move on with life or, you know, what you do with it is what determines where you go. Right, exactly. Sometimes it just takes longer than, longer to process and take the right step, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, on, 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 that, on that note, pretty much everyone's moving on their own speed, you know, in mm-hmm. their own path, so... I mean, there are times where paths cross and, you know, they, you know, become farther away. But at the same time, it's, it's your own path and it's a beautiful path, right? Yeah. So. And there's no timeline. There's no definitive timeline to do anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. be 35 and start a new career. Mm-hmm. You can be 22 and start a new career that you haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no timeline and I talked about this with my friends a lot because for our age, like we always look at people around us, especially I don't know why now, but it's like baby season. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, here it is anyways. Like 
pretty sure two people gave birth yesterday. There's people expecting within the next couple of months, and some people just announced the the pregnancy mm-hmm. and whatnot. So we're all like around the same age. So a lot of people are like, you know, starting to ask those questions, like, why do you have a boyfriend? Where's your mm-hmm. boyfriend? Where you're getting married? I don't know why I'm doing this accent, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm it's you just look at it and be like oh you know there's people who are married they've, they've got kids you know or like people who like have an established career and you know they're doing really well in their job or like there's people traveling out there and well actually no not in COVID time sorry take that back there's not people traveling out there but yeah. um, like you know what I mean you just look at people and you just like I guess some people just get envious mm-hmm. and then you start comparing your life to theirs and I kind of had that moment this week mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've achieved so much on my own. Like definitely haven't followed the timeline, I guess is what people call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like my friend told me that like, there's, there's no timeline. Like there's, you literally travel at your own journey, at your own pace, doing your own things. If you had to put your timeline next to someone else's, it's going to be different for sure. Cause everyone travels at a different speed, doing different things. You're going to eventually achieve same things at different times of your life and that's okay because no one's it's not it's not a race mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's literally not a race you just got to yep. be grateful for what you have and for what you've worked for take a like take a look back at what you have achieved that's mm-hmm. something i'm always guilty of like not doing as much i feel like i need to give myself more credit for things and um just live life a little bit more more grateful mm-hmm. and we have the rest of our lives to to improve on these things so so definitely don't feel pressure to get anything, you know, or get some one particular thing done, you know, just because you saw something on social media. Yeah. Right? Which is sort of one negative part that I see about social media is just the the highlights that we choose to put out there cause everyone else to sort of compare. Yeah, and put pressure on themselves. Like I know for sure like two years ago or three years ago, everyone was graduating like at my my age and I wasn't and I was like oh that should be me what am I doing with my life mm-hmm. but hey guys I'm like 24 I'm turning 25 next year and my graduation ceremony is in February supposedly and like you know we're all gonna get there there's no it's not a race as long as you get there and know what you want like I'm going back to uni eventually next year hopefully mm-hmm. pursuing a totally different career like from accounting, I'm probably changing to occupational therapy, but now I'm also looking at psychology, mm. especially with um with everything that's been happening and, mm-hmm. like, confiding in my friends and my friends confiding in me and, like, realizing that there's not many Asian psychologists out there mm-hmm. um, to understand us and how, like, well, the Asian mental health thing is, like, a taboo and we don't really talk about it. To some parents, it doesn't even really exist. Like, mm-hmm. knowing that, I kind of want to dabble in that. Mm-hmm. For my own sake, for my friend's sake, and like maybe to help out, but maybe not as a main career, but mm-hmm. as knowledge. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough knowledge. No, it's going to be good. And I, yeah. So my next five-year plan has changed again, obviously, with all the changes that's been happening. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, that's what it is. It's a plan and it will change. Plans and always change. change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... On that note, you know, when, when you do plan, whether, whatever it is, whether it be a trip, um, a life goal, you know, your plans will change and do your best to, 
to to roll with the punches <laughs> and, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> and 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 sort of you know be very fluid and 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 try not to get hung up on what went wrong and and look forward to what you can do to to propel yourself toward the goal or toward the goal that now may have changed you know yeah yeah, sure. yeah. be adaptive adaptive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what it is be flexible adaptive but obviously have your, a general idea of what you want mm-hmm. but like i said i am just taking day by day and you know just being grateful for what we already have and knowing that like well not knowing sorry if i think about if i die tomorrow <laughs> i am okay <laughs> with it kind of thing that's all you really need is just to live your life try your hardest and don't live with what ifs and just go for it mm-hmm. So meaning of the story is uh, let's all be okay with dying tomorrow, guys. You got it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Please respond if you'll be okay with dying tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know something you'd like to improve on in life or, or something that you're proud of yourself and you, there's something you want to share. We're always welcoming any messages or comments on our Instagram. I know it's been a little bit on the down low because we're all being busy, but Feel free to send anything through. We love some interactions. Mm-hmm. Love messaging people. We love talking to our friends. And hopefully we'll have a guest speaker soon, depending yes. on what we want to talk about. But yes. yeah, um, always welcoming. And if you want to stay anonymous, I know I was going to try to do the anonymous submission thing. So I'm still looking into that. So that's just a way where, like, I guess our friends or our acquaintances who want to ask questions where they think, they're not close enough to ask these kind of questions, you can kind of submit it. And if we like, you know, we can answer it if it's not something we don't want to talk about, I guess. But I mean, Jeremy and I were, we're quite, we're quite open to yes. sharing our ideas and our thoughts and our journeys. Cause I guess that's what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. So feel free to ask us anything. And we'll be happy to answer. <laughs> and you guys will probably notice that we have a new logo provided by Cheyenne. Yeah, by, by the time, time this, this comes out. Yeah. So yeah, so we um we commissioned our friend Cheyenne, as we said in our pilot podcast, to do us a logo. And we've had another offer from my work friend. She said she will do us a logo as well, but I didn't take her up on the offer because I'm like, oh, you're busy enough and whatnot. <laughs> so she finished it and she sent it through to us. We had I had I asked for a minor change, but that's just like a little detail. But it's so good and I love it so much. So by the time this is uploaded, you'll definitely see it. So we would like to give a shout out to Cheyenne. Uh, She does amazing work. Thank you. Thank you. And her Instagram handle is at Cheyenne Cat. That's S-H-A-I-A-N-C-A-T on her Instagram. So if you guys want to shoot her a message to get her to do some work for you, She's amazing, very detailed. Um, so we'll see that. And then you, I don't know if we're going to edit the tunes into our, this podcast, but I would like to give shout outs to three people who live in Brisbane. They composed and recorded some tunes for us for our podcast, our opening and our outro. So two tunes, we have yet to decide where to put them and whether or not we'll make it like a segment tune or not. But we'd like to give out shout outs to them. So I have my friend Fiona who plays touch rugby with me and she is a violinist. 
very professional violinist and I asked her if she could do us a favor and do in tunes and then she was worried about copyright issues so then she ended up asking her other friend Jordan to compose something for us and then she pulled in Oscar a pianist and then like it just became this thing <laughs> the, the tunes are amazing yeah they give you they give you very like what what did you say what kind of vibes were they studio ghibli vibes yeah studio ghibli vibes and it was like so really good. really cute so if we don't end up putting it at the beginning or at the end of this podcast we'll just insert it here and uh we'll let you listen to them shout out to them so Fiona um the violinist her Instagram handle which we'll all post it down below in the description of the podcast as well but her handle on Instagram is sleepless violin you can try to find her there and then for Oscar it's Oscar pf underscore nine eight you can find Oscar the pianist there and Jordan Jordan J-O-R-D-O-N underscore with underscore no underscore A. So we'll definitely link all of them below. Please check them out and hit them up if you need anything. They do commissioned work as well. They're freaking amazing. Thank you again, guys. And on that note, guys, thanks again for listening to All Things ABBA. I'm Kim Nguyen. And I'm Jeremy Chow. And we'll see you guys later. Peace. <laughs> nice. Peace. <laughs>